what did Jesus really mean when he said you must be born again? Today on the Weekly Kingdom Outlook, let's go. Greetings, folks. How you doing? Apostle Lewis here with you. I want to just uh, get some stuff out of the way. Subscribe, like, do all that stuff. We are on several platforms, including Instagram, Facebook. There's a Lewis T. Siena and the Gate page, both on Instagram and Facebook. You'll find me on Rumble, Lewis T. Siena Ministries. You'll find me on YouTube, Lewis T. Siena and the Gate. And the other one is Locals, Lewis, uh, thegatechurch.locals.com. It is a great place uh, to be and have community. It's free. If you want to get on the support page and become part of the community and the support side, you can do that. You don't have to. Um, I do put specific content on there. So go ahead and get on these platforms. Subscribe. Make sure that you do subscribe. If you really want to help me, subscribe to these pages. Turn on your notifications so you'll know when I post a new video. Also, uh, always and always, there's lewisdcn.com which I have a whole website dedicated to teaching and training videos, courses and things like that. So please go ahead and get on there and do that. This Friday night in Jacksonville, Florida, today is, uh, I'm, as I'm filming this, is April 21st. But the 23rd uh, of April, we will be doing a fireside chat at my house. If you're in town and you'd like to come and need directions, DM me on one of the platforms and I'll try to get back to you and give you the address. You are welcome to come. And we pray, we worship, we lay hands on, we discuss, we talk about certain things. So uh, so all those things are out there. Of course, we also have podcasts. So if you're not familiar with our podcast, look up Lewis DC and Ministries on podcast and see if you can find me on there. I'm pretty much on all the platforms there as well. So that's out of the way. Thank you. And you got to do that out of the way because I forget it near the end. You can always support me on all uh, uh, by going to lewisdc.com and you can support me uh, if you'd like to do that. All right, hallelujah. I want to talk about a topic. And, you know, when I sit down with other ministers, we ask some difficult things. And I want your comments on this. And I want you to give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Um, what did Jesus mean when he said, you must be born again? And why is it so vitally important that people encounter the cross that's what i want to talk about you know we have made we've been made um see the born again is an encounter the born again is an event and i think that one of my concerns has always been that if we water down uh the cross if we you know sometimes it's it's easier to sit there and um for some people to water it down because they don't they don't like the backlash that they might have. Here's the truth. Without Christ, you're going to hell. If you don't make Christ, if you don't receive Jesus, Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except by me. If you deny Jesus before men, he will deny you in the day of judgment before the Father and the angels. That's bad news because I'm going to need Jesus as my advocate. Okay? And I don't want him to say, Father, I never knew him. All right? So that's something that's really important to me. All right? And, but what does it mean? Um, you know, it says in, but I want to talk about this. I want us to have a really deep discussion. I'm going to play, um, some opposing views and some thoughts on this 
because I want to stir up thought in you. I don't want just a yes and amen. I want thought. I want you to uh, engage in, a, in, in a, a spiritual thought process that what did Jesus really mean? What really does transpire when we have an actual encounter with God? You know, what does that look like? What is the, um, what is the ramifications of um, us really coming to God and having a, a what would be called the born again experience? And why is it that we sometimes... Um, the church, I think, has has watered this down um, to a place of comfortable um, uh, reference, and we preach the love of God, which I'm not. I'm not in. Um, I'm not at odds with. But my question is, how many people do you think are in the church who aren't really born again? I've been saying this since I've been saved, that there's people in the Baptist church, Methodist church, Catholic church, whatever church, non-denominational denominations that are not really born again, have really not experienced. They do not see and they, they have not entered into the kingdom. And, you know, when when I, one of the one of the books I read years ago is Charles Finney's um, um, uh, autobiography. It's a great book, and I suggest that you get it, to be honest with you. And Charles Finney talks about um, his, his conversion, and his conversion was nothing short of uh, absolutely... Um, he could tell something happened. Now, actually, what he thought had happened is, number one, he first came into the conclusion and the awareness that he was a sinner. But he had no solution for it. And he goes in the woods and he's praying and he gets born again. And what I want to get at is sometimes we have reduced <clears throat> we've reduced it to saying a prayer. Now let me explain that before I really upset everyone. If that prayer is made in absolute faith, I think it serves a great purpose. But getting people to pray a prayer does not mean those people were actually in faith. I wish it was so. Um, I wish that was uh, an automatic thing. But I don't think it is. And in chapter 2 of Finney's book, he talks about his conversion. Now, why would I bring up Finney? Well, this is a guy who was who would walk in the buildings, manufacturing uh, warehouses, and everybody would fall to the ground in repentance. I, here's, my, here's my question to you. Again, how many people do you think are in the church? What's the percentage of people in the church that might be there for one reason or another, but they truly have not been born again? Born from above. Born through the power of the incorruptible seed in them, through the word of God, through the preaching. 
how many of them have actually heard the preaching of the cross? How many people have actually heard that truth? Or is it possible that what they have heard has been some adjustment to it, but it kind of goes something like this. God loves you and you need to receive Jesus. I mean, you know, that's, that's partially true. That's not false. It's, it's not false in any standpoint. But Jesus didn't just sit there and say, you need to receive me. Uh, he said several things. He said, no more you have to believe. But this is, this is John chapter 3. This is very important to, to answer. Jesus answered and said, and Verily, verily, I sent you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's a real deep saying. By the way, that word born again, it means it, it, the born part comes from the word to procreate. Huh. And then, you know, let's just look at that word a little bit. Um, it, it's talking about you are born from above is basically the way we translate that. But scripture in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21 says that you become a new creation. How many people, when they prayed the prayer, let's say the prayer of salvation, let's call it that. And, you know, a lot of times it goes like this. Um, you know, dear father, you know, we lead him in prayer, dear father, I'm a sinner and I received your son, Jesus. He died, buried, raised again for me and forgive me of all my sins and amen. But how many of those people actually came to the awareness of the cross? How many people really, truly, because as Bill Johnson said this last uh, Resurrection Sunday, I saw it on a post he had. You can't have the resurrection without the cross. And by the way, this born again experience through this, the baptism of water and spirit, do you understand that Paul equates that to the resurrection? That's why it says in Revelation, those who took part of the first resurrection do not fear the second death. First is the spiritual death, and because we got born again, our physical body is dying, and even if we're killed, we, it's, we're not, we don't fear that because we know where we're going. We might not want to go, you know, we might have things we think we're supposed to do, we might not want to leave our loved ones behind, but it's not a fact of, I don't know where I'm going, it's, that's not the fear. So my question to you is, why is it some people... Who might, why is it people can walk away? Why is it people don't need Jesus? Why is it people Jesus is an afterthought sometimes in a lot of part of their lives? Are they truly born again? That's a tough question. And I'm not here for you to go around and question people and say, are you really born again? My point for this is we have to, again, preach the cross. Because without the cross, there really is no new life. Without the cross, there really is no repentance. Jesus said this, you know, um, you have to repent greater than the Pharisees. You understand? I mean, 
it would it would it would scare me to think that people can live their whole life in the church and never really get born again. Now, there is a discussion going out there, and I'm not sure about it. I really have to research this out and pray about it. Where Let's say this person goes to church his whole life, never really got born again, but he leaves a decent life. Where does he go? It, it, it shames me to think that the, the cross is not preached. It's almost forsaken. Another thing that's forsaken in the church today is, number one, we tell everyone that they're a child of God. They're not. Okay? They're not a child of God until they accept Christ. They're a creation, but not a child. That's scriptural. And um, this is something that's difficult. Look, one of the foundational truths is... Um, that God so loved the world. And when we forsake preaching the cross, we are actually not preaching the love of God. When we don't preach what Jesus died and went through for me and you, we are not preaching the love of God. Shalou, that's that's horrible to think that. You know, we can talk about God's love. No, not in absence of the cross. Because God so loved the world that he sent his son demonstrating his love for us, that when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That was the demonstration of God's ultimate love. Everything he does after that, it all stems from the cross. It all stems from Calvary's tree. And we don't preach Calvary anymore. We don't preach the cross anymore. We don't have to do it like, you're ugly, God's going to smite you dead. We don't have to preach that. But are they aware of the cross? Or are they just aware of a higher belief system? See, to, to get born again, everyone needs to come to the cross, by the way. Everyone needs to have their cross encounter. Where you are aware of why you need Jesus so bad. That you were never good enough. That you're born of corruptible seed. And that seed is destined to be away from God. That seed is destined for hell. But God so loved us. He sent his son as the appropriation for our faith. The, the, the one who would stand in for us and die for us and receive the very punishment that was deserving to us. And if we forsake that, if we don't preach that, what are they getting saved into? What are they agreeing to? God is love. And that was such an unbelievable demonstration. Not only of the love of God, but the love of Jesus himself. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. See, most people are missing out that what it means to truly be born again, which means there must have been a death to self. And the church does not has not yet in whole hearted compassion. Let's put it this way. Most of the churches are not full of people who have died to self. They are there 
a lot of them for what God can do for them, but not. There's got to be a death of self on the cross. You have to understand that you were crucified. That's the true born-again experience is knowing this and coming to the faith of this, that I was on the cross with Jesus. And I received that by faith. But it sometimes is not as easy as just a simple prayer, which people make it out to. See, we've reduced everything to its simplest pathway that there's no contending, there's no crying out for God, there's no longing for a touch from heaven. See, when I first heard the gospel, or this was right, in a six-week period, I heard the gospel, but it was six weeks before I came and had someone lead me in a prayer and knew what that meant. Because I didn't know what it meant. So for six weeks, I was thinking about what was spoken. And I was weighing it in my heart and my spirit. What does this mean? Is Jesus really the answer for my, for me? Because I knew I was in trouble. I knew I needed Jesus. Not to go to heaven. That wasn't really my goal. I could not. I needed to be transformed. I needed to be regenerated. Now, I didn't have that terminology. I just knew that I was a sinner and I needed, I didn't want just forgiveness, folks. It wasn't what I was after. I was, I needed, and it wasn't even that I thought I was offensive to God. I, I don't even have that terminology back then. I knew I was a sinner. I, I was Catholic, so I knew I was a sinner. I knew everything I was doing in the Catholic Church was not working. It was just not working for me. And I needed the truth. And Russ Cochran, I don't know where you are, Pastor. I don't know where you are today, but almost 32 years ago, you gave me the truth. You, you went through the scriptures and you showed that I was a sinner and I needed to surrender to Jesus. But I also needed him to do something in me. I prayed the prayer and then I went home and I said, Jesus, I need you to change me. I prayed the prayer, but I didn't feel anything yet. You understand what I'm saying? And I was like, I need you to change me because I cannot be a witness in the state that I am. Now, you got to understand the Baptists, they don't believe in new creation. They still believe you're a sinner after the cross, which is wrong. I, I, I didn't know I was coming to the cross. And I came to my cross moment that day. It was a Monday afternoon. And I came to that cross that moment. I woke up the next day completely changed. I didn't cuss anymore. That was one of the most remarkable things. I tried to not cuss. I was born again. My wife, so much so that my wife saw the change in me. Instantly. This book became everything to me. This book became everything. I was like, I was in this thing day and night. That's the cross. Have you had your cross encounter yet? Are you going, you know, I remember praying the prayer, but I don't remember a lot of things. I don't, I don't, I didn't feel changed. Here's why I want to tell you. Don't go, well, I just have to receive it by faith. No, get in your prayer closet and say, God, change me. 
I need that encounter. You know, Paul didn't argue about being filled with the Spirit. He said, did you receive the Spirit when you believed? We didn't hear there was a Spirit. He wanted to know. Because his deal was, he thought they were already believers. Because they were reading Scripture and doing it. They were disciples of John. They looked the part, but they weren't born again. Acts chapter 19. They had not yet been born again. We need that anointing again in the church that breaks the yoke, that destroys the yoke on an unbeliever in that they cry out to God. We do need that. We need true repentance again in the church. We Repentance has become a bad word. It's like we don't want to put that weight on anybody. But it's not helping our world, is it? Our world's in chaos. Our world's in confusion. And I'm telling you, so goes the church, so goes the world. We're worried about losing people. I'm worried about losing Jesus. I'm worried about Jesus getting there at the end of our life and going, he, that's not what I asked you to build. We can do this lovingly. Because it is the... See, calling people to repentance is not judgment. It's the love of God. He so loved the world, he sent his son. And demonstrated his love that when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, when we preach the truth, it's not motivated by you're a worm, you stink, you, you suck, you're going to hell. Without Christ, you're going to hell. And I must preach the truth because I don't want to see you go to hell. That's the truth. Amen. Amen. I don't know if this one's over. If it, by the way, if videos are over 15 minutes, they're not on Instagram. They're on everything else. But just so you know, if you're looking for that, uh, if they're under 15 minutes, I get them into Instagram. But I'm not sure. I want to. I want to tell you, I love you. I want you just to think about that. We're gonna have more discussions on this one in the Kingdom Weekly Outlook. We're gonna talk more about this. We'll keep going with that. We'll see how we do with that. But I want you to think about that. Let me pray for a second, Father. I'm praying right now for those who maybe are in church still struggling with the old man because they truly didn't have that conversion, that born again, and they're struggling just to try to live for God. But your children don't have a problem living for you because they're born from above. Lord, right now, would you touch them? with the? Would you bring them to their cross moment? And bring them to the cross and let them see that you too, your son and them, were on the cross together. And let them receive the true measure, the, the, the true measure and experience of conversion. I pray that, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you. And it's not meant to question your salvation. It's to motivate you to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We must preach the cross because people will come in. It'll take them 20 years to get where they can get like that. We don't want to do it. We don't have time for that. God bless you. You have a great day. Bye-bye.